Hey, I'm Blake Francis. I'm a millennial and I've never listened to a podcast in my life. So the only comical thing to do is to create a series of audio goodness where I have a yarn to some interesting people I've met in my time. And the challenge is I'm rallying my co-hosts using only the mate's currency, a slab of beverages. Strap yourselves in because who knows where this could go. It's Best Mates with Blake. G'day everyone, it's Best Mates with Blake. I'm your host, Blake Francis, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of this awesome project that I'm doing. Uh, Really excited for my guest today, and uh, I'm seeing her down the Zoom as we speak and loving the opener, loving that she's going to get a slab of beverages. Evie Jones, welcome to Best Mates with Blake. Thank you for having me. This is a brilliant idea, this podcast. You know, can I admit, I'm not a podcast listener. Really? And I too have it my own podcast, but I'm the worst podcast <laughs> listener. And my, I do it with a friend. She's an avid podcast listener. Po- you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and she tries every week to get me to listen to another podcast. And I try. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do this. It's so boring. Is that, that's got to be, that's so contrasty with that, the, the fact that you host one, yet you don't decide to listen to it on your own time. Why is that, do you think? Do you just not have enough time for other people's content? (laughs) I don't care for other people. If I'm not in it, then I don't care. No. it's You know what? I've realised what it is. I'm a visual. I'm an audio-visual person. Like, this is great. I can see you. We're having a chat. This is great also because I'm talking about myself. So, you know, what's not to love? But... (laughs) Um, I'm an audio, like, I don't mind an audio book, yep. Yep. but podcasts, I don't know why they just seem really disjointed to me. Mm. Like I'm, I'm a visual kind of, I mean, I grew up in the seventies, so I was <laughs> all about one TV in your household and you just watched episode after episode every week you watched the new new episode of something that went on from last week's and podcasts seem to be brand new every week so maybe it's that yes yes well here we are a brand new person creating a podcast amongst the other hundreds of thousands of podcasts and i'm expecting to be different (laughs) why don't you listen to podcasts uh it's a great question i feel like and i don't want to be that person who's just like oh i'm too busy i am (laughs) quite busy between everything yes but i just don't think i can get a a allotted amount of time that might be half an hour an hour even 20 minutes something like that where i can switch off i'm not a person classic male who can't multitask even if i'm cleaning the house and i have the idea to put one on i'm going to do one of the things very badly i'm either going to clean i'm not either going to not clean the house very well or i'm not going to pay attention to the podcast and just miss all the content and i'm like well what was the point of doing in the first place yeah um but in saying that i absolutely adore and appreciate other people's podcasts and i've interviewed some people who have their own podcast like yourself and mm. I would love to be able to say that I've listened to your podcast to research you as a guest. However, but you can't. I can't. Not with this podcast. No. You can't. You'd be going against everything you believe in. Absolutely. So, but you know what? I'm absolutely fine with it. You're really missing out though. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Evie Jones, thank you. Like I said, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for anyone who uh, doesn't know 
Evie Jones. You would definitely know her from uh, around our TVs on Australian television, uh, TV personality, Gogglebox was notably the biggest one. Then you've also been on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. You've done some guest spots on like Husey, We Have a Problem. You've been around our Australian TVs. You've become an awesome staple of of our households. So I really appreciate you coming on. Now, where we were talking about it before we started recording and we'll just touch on it quickly. So we first met a few years ago when I was working at Fox FM uh, radio station in Melbourne and you were filling in for Fifi Box. She was going on maternity leave. So uh, we met doing a few shows over there in Breakfast Radio, which was fantastic. And then also yep. talk Six Degrees of Separation, uh, a good friend of mine, Ryan dog sits for you and we were meant to be doing this chat in person in a yes. studio uh, but last minute unfortunately we had to do it down zoom because uh one of your poor puppies was a little bit sick but um yeah she's a very old dog my my beverly and um she she gets sick at the drop of a hat these days so no. i'm i'm one of those airplane mums at the moment <laughs> um i'm just a hoverer i'm like a, a you know, yeah. I've got dog cameras now. I actually said when oh. Ryan, the first time when he came here, I said there are dog cameras everywhere, but I promise they won't be on <laughs> while you're here. Or will they, oh, Ryan? Oh, Ryan. He's <laughs> definitely going to be listening to this as well. Um, so, uh, wait, wait. So, at what point? Because tell me if it's true. When I did some research, you actually take in some uh, older dogs, foster dogs. Is that is that correct? Yeah, used to, I used to do yep. all fostering. Um, and now I have just two yep. ex-fosters. They And now I'm just stuck with the two. <laughs> In Sydney, I had a um, house and flatmates. Yep. So we used to do fostering and it was a lot easier. I haven't really sidled up to any foster agencies here. I thought I would when I moved down. Mm. And I did look around a little, but then I realised I was completely burnt out mm. of fostering of you know being around rescue dogs because they come with trauma a lot of them and you know you have to be so open to what that trauma is and it's always different but you know um most of the time you've seen it all before Mm. and you have to you know you really have to give them so much of your energy oh sorry about that no that's all right yeah i don't do it anymore but um maybe one day i'm thinking in my older age, I'd mm. like to do greyhound fostering oh, because nice. they sleep 20 hours a day and <laughs> that's my kind of a dog. That could fit right in with your schedule <laughs> of right your daytime. Oh, fantastic. Yes. No, that's that's super admirable. I think that it takes a, a really loving and nurturing kind of person to be able to do that. So, uh, it's a really nice quality of yours to be able to Thank you know you. give that... Well, like I said, uh, you're most notable f- about Gogglebox. People would absolutely know your face on there. You're a bit of a duo with Angie Kent, who then mm-hmm. obviously went on to to do some Bachelorette stuff. But just talking about that for a while, you did Gogglebox for a few years there. You were one of the original people on there. So going yeah. back to as Gogglebox was being planned, how did you get on there were you approached were you headhunted uh, and how how did they approach you and what was the spiel they gave you for you to say yes it was actually my friend who worked at Endemol. he still does he uh. Uh, does the post-production for um the bachelors oh uh, yep and bachelor in paradise is now um but he was on working on blake season so that's how far mm. a, a, 
far back it was, Blake Blake Garvey season, which I yep. think was the second yep. Bachelor. And they he rang me and said, hey, I've just put you forward for a new TV show. And I went, no, no, because I would always get asked to do. I've worked in publicity and I've worked in um, behind the scenes in TV before. People would ask me all the time because, you know, when you've got a big, loud personality, you're always like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And I'm like, always say no because I hated reality TV. Love to watch it, hate <laughs> to be a part of it. So when he said, no, listen, wait, he said this, I think this is something that you're going to really like. And I said, well... And you know me, unless it's sitting on a lounge and just, you know, he goes, you're not going to believe it. He said, it's a show of sitting on your lounge watching TV. He goes, you can do it with your dogs. You can do it with wine. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he said, I'm serious. He said, you're going to get a phone call from the casting lady here at Endemol. So just trust me. And I went, what, how, what? And he said, I sent them a video (laughs) of you and Angie and Tom, our other flatmate who didn't make the cut. So um, he said, just just chat with them. So I had a chat with her. And then after that, they were kind of like, look, it's a UK version. It's I mean, it's a version of a UK show. Um, the UK show is doing really well. They've already done two seasons. Um, so if you'd like to go and find it on YouTube, have a look and let us know what you think. But um, we'd really like to do a Skype session with you and your flatmates um, where we're just going to show you things pictures mainly and we just want to get your feedback we just want to see what your reactions to things are but until then go and have a look at the um the uk version so that's what we did we well i did immediately and i think angie was working and then when she got home i showed her and um i said this is a really funny show like if this is for real like where they're not scripting anything and if they're going to do it like that I said, oh, I would be actually really interested in doing something like that. I said, but I don't think it's going to take off. Like the UK will do, they, they love everything. It's like, there's no way Australia is going to get into this. Like, it's ridiculous. And she said, yeah, I know. Do you, you know, I said, let's just do it because it'll be just funny to have, you know, like that one or two episodes before they pull it. And we can always have something. Well, you were like, yeah, if it's going to crash and burn, why not? Let's go for a little fly to begin with. Yeah, that's exactly what we thought. I thought I won't be too embarrassed like of like a reality TV because I still was at that point thinking they were going to be, it was going to be a reality TV show. And it wasn't until episode two that I spoke to the EP and he said, "Um, what are you thinking? And I said, I completely trust you now. I said, I really honestly thought you were going to paint people into villains and heroes yeah. like they do in reality. He said, I told you, we don't, this is not a reality TV show. It's an observational documentary. And it really is. They put the cameras on and they get hours and hours and hours of footage. I, I... And then they edit it so brilliantly. And that's that's the secret of that show is they just let us be ourselves. Every house... They just let everyone. So it's often that gold when you f- really do forget that the cameras are on and you just start, you know, yammering about crap. <laughs> That's the gold. So that that was the biggest difference. There was absolutely no softly scripted reality feel about it. There was one director that came in the first season and she tried to direct us 
And we have, so you, you've got these two, you've got your TV, you've got um, everything's hooked up to your TV and you have two cameras and you have two massive lights. So you do know everything's going on, but there's no one in the room with you, but they're all in the house. There's five crew and they are all... <laughs> thankfully at our house they had a, a nice room to sit in like at the boys you know simon and adam yep. they lived in a one-bedroom unit so they used to all have to huddle in their toilet <laughs> together um but they they there was this little speaker in front of our tv and that was hooked up to them as well and they could talk to us if they needed to which they hardly ever did like they just let it go but if they needed to t- say oh if you've touched your microphone too much you know um, do you want to say that again? We would both look at each other and go, nah. Like we had tried to repeat ourselves. We're like, well, we're not actors. This is just yeah. looks so fake. Um, so there was this one director and she started telling us what to say. <laughs> and we were both such newbies. We were just like, oh, okay, no, we oh, we don't really want to do that. And she was like, no, it's going to sound really good if you do, if you say this. And we're like, yeah, okay. Um, so we'd say something else and she'd go like, you know, no, say this. And we're like, oh, God, fuck. Oh. Uh, we'd say it and it sounded so bad. And then we started, I remember we were watching Top Gun. I can still remember exactly the movie that we were watching. And I started banging on about, Tom Cruise and the girl in it and how she ended up being a lesbian in real life and like wouldn't Tom Cruise turn you into a lesbian and blah 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 I went on and on and on which is really normal right yeah. that's what they let us do just absolutely yammer on she goes we just hear this because <laughs> they call it the god speaker you yeah. just hear this okay from her and we just looked at each other Angie and I and we're like, and it, we shut down, completely shut down. Got a phone call from the EP the next day. And he said, she will never be coming to your house again, I promise. And I was like, oh, no, she was really nice. And he goes, no, I just watched the rush, <laughs> the dailies. And you and Angie completely shut down. We got nothing more from you. It was a complete waste of the rest of the night. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he said, no, not. He said, this is why I'm so big on don't. And apparently she'd come from reality TV. Oh. And she thought she could do the job. And, and it, isn't that fascinating how different a documentary maker is to a reality TV producer? Just how different it is of how involved they are yeah, absolutely. in what you do. Wow. So, yeah, that, that's a funny little tidbit about, about that show. And I think – and they still do it and that's why that show works so incredibly well. Well, when I heard that it was coming to Australian TV screens and the premise of people sitting in their own lounge room watching – TV and it's just a commentary of essentially people that you just don't know. You know what I mean? Like they're not celebrities. Yeah, like obviously, not celebrities. In the end, yep. I think they brought out a uh, the America or UK, whatever. The, they did a celebrity. The UK one has a celebrity one. Yeah. Yep. So you know, there's no even draw cards when it comes to the people sitting on couches. And I think just from a premise, first look kind of view, I went, it's it's going to bomb. No. It's going to bomb. Like it got absolutely. Bomb? It got like bollocked by every review, every TV person, every critic there was before it had gone to air. It was, Uh, we were on the back foot. And just like, and every single person after the first episode, every single 
um, review came out and said the exact same thing as each other. They all said, as ridiculous as this sounds, this show works. Like it, and I can't tell you why it just does. And it really it it comes down completely to the brilliance of the executive producer and his team casting the people that they cast. Yeah, I mean, in the originals, you can tell the originals were really doing their own thing because we yeah. didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were just yeah. like, I don't know. Every time um, I kept saying to them, don't show me farting <laughs> or doing anything really gross. That's and your one. Like, no, we wouldn't. That's your one request is like a diva of the Australian TV. Just don't show me yeah, farting. <laughs> don't show me farting. And um, But... Then I ended up not caring. Like I was just like, I didn't realise farting was going to be so bloody endearing. <laughs> but um, at first, I, every time I needed to pass wind, I would... Because the one thing, the only rule they had was do not say the word Gogglebox. So every time I needed to pass wind, I would say Gogglebox <laughs> while I was farting. So I knew they weren't going <laughs> to... That is brilliant. But it was another case of, of, you know, learning to trust them and knowing that um, Angie and I said some really inappropriate things that never made it to air, thank God. And it was always to pump each other up because we'd have these really long shoots of sitting, you know, fucking easy job. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I am not complaining. (laughs) Um, But... They are long and we would drink. So we, you know, first couple of seasons, we, you know, needed new livers by the end of it. Like we were like, we can't keep this up. Like this is really, really hard to do. Um, But we would have to hype each other up. Like we'd have to get each other going. So we would say some, oh God. I mean, things, her and I have a very dark sense of humor um and we would try to outshock each other we still do try Mm. to outshock each other all the time so there (laughs) there are some humans in this country that have the jobs as editors for endemol shine that would probably still to this day be quite traumatized by whatever they've heard come out of our mouths because they and thank god they never show them who knows what they might have one day. Oh, and I go, the- you know what? We need to throw these girls under the bus. Here's what they're really like. Yeah, yeah. Just to ground you. You know, once you go yes. full Logie winning, it's like, mm-hmm, one, one. <laughs> tall oh, poppy. To, yeah, tall poppy. So it's like, mm, one button, it could all come crashing they down. Could do it. it could, hey, hey, it's Saturday us. Yes, yes. Well, I, I, just, <laughs> I just made a joke about Logies, but you guys, Gogglebox has won a Logie as well. Every year. Yeah. They win every year. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've... I've won four Logies. Wow. So, and then they kept winning and I was like, I'm not on the show anymore. Yeah, bugger. No, no, well, let's aim higher. No. Once you Golden Globe it, let's just uh, just think. Yes. Endemol editors out there, <laughs> you have the ammo. Oh, yeah. You have the ammunition. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and did you guys see, uh, going into that show, did you guys see it as any sort of launching pad to something different or did you purely see it as maybe a little bit of a hobby like a little side hustle of sorts no well we knew reality tv was out so it was big you know already and we were very um we were kind of worried that we would get lumped in those boxes but at the same time we were really happy to take free shit (laughs) like because we were both broke as dog foster 
you know, working part-time jobs, um, we lived in a house. We were both carers. We lived in this house. It was a shared um, assisted living situation. And Angie and I um, were both share carers for the guy that we lived with. Tom, it was his house. And um, so we were living this really you know, weird ass lifestyle, which we absolutely adored. But so when we thought, oh yeah, we wouldn't mind a bit of this, we wouldn't mind a bit of that. And then we did have these grand ideas like, oh, we're going to, we maybe can sell some makeup, you know, we can endorse shit. This will be great. We never have to buy makeup ever again and we can get all the skinny teas we want. Um, And the first, one of the first meetings we had, they said to us, when we got accepted, because it took six months yep. um, to be even told that we were um, cast and we had to go in and do this meeting with them. And they said, look, there'll be no endorsements. We don't, you know, we don't want you to be celebrities. You won't be going to any events. You will not be going to the Logies. And I was like, <laughs> and Angie's just looking at me because she knew how important it was for me because I was always, I'd never been to the Logies and I'd worked in TV and I was always the junior role so I was the last person to ever be invited um and that was one of the first things I said to her oh my god we get to go to the Logies we're gonna get to go to the Logies I was absolutely ropeable every year I'd be like why can't we go to the Logies this year fucking farmer wants a wife is going married first sight people are going Jesus Christ I was so upset um so yeah that that was my only grand plan and I didn't realize it was going to um give me a a career but you know i just didn't think that far (laughs) i think angie did angie had worked in film and tv behind the scenes like as runner you know and assistants and things like that um so she was like this is cool this could get me more work doing that yes yes (laughs) not knowing that she was going to end up being you know australia's sweetheart sweetheart. yeah absolutely and so if you didn't really, you know, want to do reality TV beforehand, like you said, you got offered it and was kind of against it at the start. Mm. What what were you doing in the lead up? You know, were you doing, because now, like I said at the top of the podcast, you do celeb spots, Husey, we have a problem. Like you're a very funny woman. And so were you, uh, did you have any ambitions to break into the comedy circuit or anything like that? Yeah, I did stand up comedy once in my um, <laughs> in the noughties. I did one night of stand up comedy. I told all my friends to come, and it went so well. I retired that night <laughs> because you know in stand up everyone says how their first night in stand up they bomb. Yeah. But they just kept giving it a go. Well, I went so well on my stand on my first night that I was like, well, this is odd. So I need to never do this again. And then I just go out on a high. Oh. Um, but no, I actually went to drama school, and I always wanted to be a actor singer. Like I wanted to be on stage. Like yep. just I wanted to do you know lots of things and. I always did community theatre and I used to do singing like at little bars and things like that. Like I was always doing something but never successfully, like nothing big, nothing ever happened until I got Gogglebox. And then the success came 
with me being just myself, like, which was really hard for me because yeah. I kept thinking, God, I've been trying for 20 years to be really <laughs> successful as an actor. Why? You know, I'm a really talented person, but no one wanted to yeah. wanted like, you know, what the acting world is like. You just go to auditions all the time. You're just constantly being told, no, you don't have the right body type. No, you don't. This and that. And I was always very, um, I'm a leading kind of actor but everyone was like no we would rather you as the sidekick and I'm like what how dare you but no so and then and then when it turned out all I had to kind of the character that was going to have success for me was me um that actually didn't sit well with me at all but it does now yeah is that Um, very very comfortable is that a weird like I don't know epitome of when you stop searching for something you find it like is that that kind of scenario yeah definitely i had given up like i'd gotten to that point where i wasn't even doing um community theater anymore i wasn't i was just like oh god like i had friends who said to me you know do you think you should be quitting now because you know you've been trying to do this for a really long time i don't think i don't think you're gonna make it and i'd and i'd be like this you know going oh how dare you but Mm. You know, that shit gets into the back of your head. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should grow up and stop. Yeah, stop trying. So, yeah, I, I felt like a failure in one sense and a success in another sense in a completely different way. So, you know, I guess that happens to so many people. You don't, you never know what what your trajectory is going to be. Yeah, and when um, and when you I can, certainly, yeah, and when you when. can stop trying and then it comes to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> and you know the funny thing is my mum, when I told my mum, um, she just laughed her head off when I told her that we got Gogglebox. She goes, what? And I was like, yeah, we're sitting on a lounge drinking wine. And she goes, oh, my God. She's you. Only you. She goes, do you know when you were a teenager, we used to tell you to go out and do something. Go and do, make something of yourself. And you would be like, no. And we would say to you, well, it's not just going to come to you while you're sitting on the lounge, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mm, maybe if you wait long enough. But it was funny because um, I was 40 when we got on Gogglebox. And I think, yeah, maybe 38, 39. Um, but really close to the end of, you know, in your adult life when you, okay, th- that career hasn't happened. So get yeah. over it. And so it was really a new start of, of a career. Of, it was obviously a new start of a career for me, but I didn't, I did not see that happening in my forties. And my mum was just like, I knew you would get noticed one day. She goes, I really didn't think it would take that long. It was that literal <laughs> that you now, you know, or made a living by sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah, I just always try to think of Jack Nicholson. Apparently, he was a really late bloomer. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there'd yeah. be a bunch of people you'd be able to find out. You know, breaking yes. into the scene when they're breaking a little bit, into... yeah, when they've got yep. got a few years under their belt. Um, now we have a common uh, situation, a common experience that not many people have actually done or will ever be able to say. Now you've been in. I'm a celebrity. Ooh. Get me out of here. You did yes. uh, over in Africa. You had to go over yeah, there. South Africa, yes. And I have also done I'm a Celeb, Get Me Out of Here in a different capacity. Uh, so the, Are you one of the yeah. stunt, not stunt, but the 
yeah. the guys that have to go and test everything. Yes, I did oh that. Oh, my God. Uh, I know one of our other mutual friends, Ben Norris. He uh, was yeah, in there. he's done it, hasn't he? he? I was in there with him. I was <laughs> with in there. him? Yes. I was in there with oh, him. And wow. It, well, I've seen his. Yeah. Would you be in that? Yep. Yep. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe would, that's where I know. Yeah, that probably. <laughs> it's legit. It is legit. I know I you know. would feel exactly the same. And there's a lot of TV and questions about is it a proper, you know, as you see it, production. It is. It's, it is, isn't it? Who's the American guy that came over? Tom, someone, um, used to be married to Roseanne. And he mm. thought, he, he didn't do his homework. He thought it was a show with a set. It is oh, a show with a set. It is. But he thought he'd be going to a hotel every night. He got the shock of his life the first night. He was like, what do you mean? I'm, what? We're not sleeping here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, at least we knew that. Yeah. I thought there would be food. But they tell you in your interview, they're like, to get you. Because, you know, they have to pretty much talk everyone into doing it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could never not eat like that. And they're like, oh, worry we'll give you protein bars they don't yeah what they, they do not lure they starve you, you and <laughs> they re- they lie they tell you whatever you need to hear for any celebrities listening to this right now that haven't done it they lie they lie so what but made you say anyway, yes it's the best um the money yeah money's fair. amazing and um it was the very first thing we'd ever been offered after we'd left Gogglebox. One week later we were offered that. Oh. And my manager, who was just new, because yep. we were not allowed to have managers while we we're at Gogglebox. So Angie, Angie and I both got in separate managers. Um, she said to me, Oh mate, <laughs> this is a pretty good get to get straight away. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'll be something no, I don't know. And she goes just do it. And then when they told us the money, I went, oh, I'll do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they told us that Angie and I w- were to go in together, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll do it with her. Yeah, yeah, this will be fun. I don't know how anyone does that on their own, goes, travels that far incognito. Yeah. You know, um, has to stay in that accommodate, beautiful accommodation, but all by yourself. You're just by yourself and you get your phone taken off you. So you've got no contact with anyone anymore. Me and Angie had each other. We just yeah. kept saying to each other, how, how, imagine doing this on your own. It's be awful. You'd be so nervous. So we were nervous, but not nearly as nervous as we would have been doing it solo. So yeah, it was it was it was such an incredible experience, but fuck me, it was hard. Yeah. God, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. But you you would know those trials, they are really full on. They're legit. They're legit. Yeah, I had to do uh one in a coffin. It was called the Terror Tombs, where you got put in a, a blacked out oh. coffin for thirty minutes. Um and at one point they thirty dro- minutes? Yeah, for thirty minutes was the max you could you know, had to go and they dropped critters of some sort on you and i got uh i got snakes so in the dark and you just never knew when they were going to come in uh and they dropped about well, i got i got the the snakes in a coffin as well but yes. only for 16 minutes but oh. jesus if i'd had double that jesus yeah. christ yeah, i actually it was really liked them but i don't mind snakes they i don't know why the public they vote you in for these things i don't know why they voted me in I'd never said I didn't like snakes. They must, I don't know why I got this one, but I had have still have a really bad heat problem. I run hot. So I was boiling all the time. And when I got put into this coffin, I was like, holy shit. And they close it. And then all these snakes come in. There's 
75 cold-blooded snakes and I could not be happier. I was like, oh, this is so lovely. And I had to act scared, but I wasn't. I wasn't scared. I was loving it. It's like, keep me in here. That's fantastic. Oh, it's unreal. No, it's a a fantastic experience, one that I'll always remember and and we've obviously got the footage and and you will as well. So it's it's really (laughs) One night, we'll have to sit down in your lounge room drunk and you can force me to watch it. (laughs) What an amalgamation of shows. Let's goggle (laughs) box our times on I'm a Celeb. Let's do that. Oh, that'd be unreal. But then I'll make you watch all 24 episodes of mine. So, you oh, know, it's to only, be fair. It's only fair. It's, it's only, only fair. fair. It only goes for two weeks. You'll be fine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, now, I've got one uh, fun segment to play with you. It's a very simple thing that I like to call the best mates quiz. Best mates quiz. Best mates quiz. Yeah. It's a quick fire 10 question this or that would you rather type scenarios um so choose what you think would be the best one and if you have reasoning behind it please do share because there are always some fun answers lion king or toy story lion king i love lion king Boy, did you start to say Toy Story there? I went to say Toy Story, yeah. But no, I never liked Toy Story. Lion King, I've watched. I used to be a nanny in my 20s. So that was when that first came out. And so, yeah, I've seen it a lot. And it still makes me cry. Oh, fantastic. When they hold that baby up. Oh, gets yeah. me. Uh, you know when the crescendo happens, absolutely. when the and, the and then she, the woman, starts singing, and the and the. I'm just like I love this. Hyperventilating, hyperventilating. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Fair enough, Lion King. Having an ice cream in a cone or in a cup. Cup. Yes, I'm it's just neater. It's yes. just neater. I know that you can eat the cone, but yep. I'm not that into cones. <laughs> well, the bottom of the Cornettos, and you know how they've got like the, the chocolate in them? Not for me. Yeah. I always not get... Not for me either. Nah. Oh. Do you know what? I hate cold chocolate, hate frozen chocolate. You know how that's a thing? People love it or hate it. I'm oh, a yeah. war- I'm a room, room temperature chocolate gal because when you freeze chocolate, you get... What makes chocolate amazing is the cream. Yes. So yes. if you've got the cream frozen, it's just oily wax in your mouth, which is that little tip of chocolate in the cone. That's very true. Just waxy frozen chocolate. Not for me. Mm-mm, not for me. No, no, I'm right there with you on that one. Thank speaking you. Of, speaking of chocolate, dark chocolate or white chocolate? Well, oh, neither, but white if I'd have to go. Yeah, I do eat a lot of dark chocolate, but only because it's good for you. Oh, yes. But white chocolate. Yeah. It would. Yeah. It makes me ill, but if someone was had two pieces, had chocolate, had dark and white in front of me, I would roll them and then I would get rid of that person and I would put it in a bowl in a microwave <laughs> on medium heat to get it to melt slowly because you don't want it to burn. It's nothing worse. And then I would mix it all up and then I would eat it. Sorry, you know the one thing I heard out of that was I will get rid of that person. No, that sounded <laughs> that sounded so ominous. Well, I don't want to share with that. Yeah, it was ominous. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't muck around with me when it comes to food, okay? Oh god, the imagination's going a bit too far on that one. Yeah, Who knows know. what will happen sad, to isn't that it? It was person? Very telling. Very that was telling. Absolutely. I apologize you know, to that person who was offering me chocolate. I'm sorry I killed you, but you know what? I you am what? not. I'm not bringing chocolate to our lounge sesh. Um, it's wow. just I'll steer away from that treat. Yeah. I'll bring ice cream in a cup, and we can be best friends. 
Uh, hard or soft shell tacos? So Soft. Yeah. Oh I my God. hate hard shells. I hate them. You know what? I'm going back to shells as food. Food bowls are not edible. Don't. What are you doing with a taco? I've never got them as a child. You know, you just bite into one and the whole thing just flops out. Absolutely. It flops out. And you're just like, oh, what? This is crap. And now your bloody old El Paso does like soft boats and the the and you know how the little girl goes omble bredlonfles. Why not have both? I'm like, no, I don't want both. That was probably I'm gonna say the worst (laughs) rendition of the Mexican girl. (laughs) Yep, I just absolutely have no idea how to say that. So. Thank oh, you. that's fantastic. Uh, very good. Uh, sleep on the left side or the right side of the bed? I sleep on the right in my bed. Mm, Not always gotcha. in other beds, but on mine, that's where my bedside table, my happy bedside table is. Your little niche. Your little, like, you know, my groove in the bed. Yeah. Got all my crap. Yeah, yep. fair. No, yep. fair enough. Would you rather an adult mind in a child's body or a child's <laughs> mind in an adult body? If it's you. Oh, oh adult mind in, in a, a child's kid's, body. Yeah. I would love to be a child genius. Not that <laughs> I would be a child genius just because I've got an adult mind and I'm a small person. But wouldn't it be good to just freak people out by knowing stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would you rather join a gunfight or a knife fight? Oh, Jesus. I, would, I don't want to join any fights. I don't want guns or knives near me. No, oh. gunfight, gunfight. Really? <laughs> I'd be a quick shooter. Yeah, you got the you got the Western, the Western, yeah. you know. I'd be a Western. Fire. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, because yeah. um, knives freak me out. There is nothing worse than a knife cut. Ouch. Oh. I get my knives sharpened professionally. Ooh, it's a tip I give nice. to anyone who'll take it. Get yep. your knives sharpened professionally. Um, and, you know, because there's nothing better than just slicing through a tomato, is there? You know, when your knife doesn't have to go, it just goes like... When it's the like glide. The yeah, glide. that glide. A okay. um, couple more. If you went out for dinner, would you want to be uh, underdressed or overdressed? <sighs> underdressed. Underdressed. That happens yeah. to me all the time. Uh, would you want to be book smart or street smart? Book smart. I would love to be able to rattle off shit. Just, yeah. I would love to be smart, smart, smart. Like where I'm having an argument with someone and I just rattle facts. Yeah, I'd love absolutely. to know percentages. But did you know 58% of people, you know, all that shit. I'd <laughs> like to be a percentage. I'd just love to rattle off percentages. Uh, the very last one, stuck in traffic for six hours or <sighs> would you rather bike ride for eight hours but you're always moving <gasps> oh. forward? Yeah, yeah, always the, moving. The bike one. Yeah. Yeah, gotta move. I don't mind actually being in the car as long as I'm moving. Yes. I hate sitting in traffic. Oh, but I'm a Sydney gal, so we are traumatized mm. from birth <laughs> with traffic problems. Absolutely. Um <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's the best mate's quiz. You did very, very well. The very last Thank thing you. before we uh, wrap up is when I do my research for co hosts, uh, it all comes with part of the job. You've got to you know, learn a few things and try and create some questions. And this is where my my research goes quite deep to page two of Google. Page two of Google. 
So I, what I type in is Evie Jones and I see what the headings come up and see if there's any juicy tidbits of information. And now when I did that, there was... Uh, there was uh, the 10 Play website came up and it was a bio from your I'm a Celeb uh, season when you're on there. So I had a yep. photo of you oh. and a bit of a bio. And now there were three interesting points and uh, you touched on one of them earlier and I just want to find out quickly like what the deal was about them because you've, you, I'm hoping they're all true. You've mm-hmm. once nannied for the rich and famous. Now you mentioned you nannied earlier before is the rich and famous part true? Who was it? How much do they earn? And did you do anything bad to their kids in terms of drop them or anything like that? <laughs> I dropped every child I nannied. Honestly, I was the worst nanny. I was all about fun and, and no, not book smart. I taught them nothing but how to order a latte really, really well. Um, uh, rich, yeah, famous, not so much. Well, I don't think so. Um, Toby of Toby's estate, coffee. Mm. And he was married to, at the time, Edwina McCann. And she's the editor-in-chief at Vogue. Oh. So this is, that's as as fancy as it got. Hey, that's Rich, definitely rich. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's great. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Being able to go to Paris for Fashion Week. Was was quite good. Although I was working, that was really annoying. Oh my god! <laughs> absolutely. Really How dare I work for the people who I just know. brought me over here? God. I know. Um, that's fantastic. Now the next point was, uh, uh, you scrubbed the tanks at SeaWorld. No, I no? never scrubbed a tank what? at SeaWorld. That's so weird that they would just make up this. I know, like, but I did facts. work at SeaWorld. Oh, okay. I worked oh, at SeaWorld they... for four years, but I never scrubbed a tank. Oh, so they put a bit of mayo a... on that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I was more, I worked on the rides or like, you know, operate the rides and then I moved into live action, they called it, the entertainment section where I used to be like that person, they'd call it atmosphere where you'd walk around the park as a character, but not, not the costume characters. They were completely different department. Like we were people who were like, we would be the plants in an audience during a show Yep. You know, that kind of thing. So that's where my acting chops really came into play. And then I ended up being the, you know, the the speaker, like of the shows, like the shark show. I would yep. do the shark show. Oh, that's <laughs> I knew a lot about sharks and, and Titanic for some reason. They had that as a part of the shark show, which is really weird. But um, yeah, so no, no scrubbing. No scrubbing. They put some mail on that one. God, you are such a ball of... Random information with all of your yes. like random bits of knowledge so. you know. Uh, and then the last <laughs> point was uh, you had regular residences at corner pubs singing in bands. Yes, that's true. Wow. Yes. Were you, you were in one band or you just you were the front yeah, man that um, lent yourself out to different you know, I groups? I often did a lot of duo, trio stuff. So yep. um, the, the, the pubs would be um, like not you know, an entertainment pub. It would be a pub that would have entertainment yep. in oh, the corner. Wow. So people used to talk over me all the time. I'd get really annoyed. Be like, I'm singing here. <laughs> God, how rude. So you've got some um, pi- yeah. you got some pipes on you. Yeah, very yeah, I used to love singing and I was very I am a very good singer, but I'm the laziest singer you've right. ever met. Right. Like I've got so many friends that are very resentful of 
me being able to sing and not really ever doing anything with it. They're like, you're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that into it. (laughs) It's like, I like singing, but um, it's hard work. It's really hard work. And I'm just, you know, I'm not for hard work. (laughs) (laughs) And no, it's not a passion, passion of mine. You know, Yes. I still do think, you know, if I could just go and get a few musicians together, organize, you know, two sets and go everyone i'm singing here here on, on next friday and i just go you're all coming my yeah. friends always would be dragged along to things they'd be like oh what is she doing now and they'd all be very supportive still are so if i said to my friends you and now i've got a lovely little following on instagram with all fans and everything yeah like, right i'm singing covers and i'm doing it at the limerick arms up the road and you're all coming what <laughs> It would be a fun night. It'd be I'd fun. I'd be pissed. I'd be drunk. <laughs> so it wouldn't sound very good. And I haven't sang in a long time. So it would be squeaky wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you'd do it You'd do it once and then you'd retire like your comedy career. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I'd be like, it was a one-off. It was a one night only, people. You As- were there. Oh, people man. will be talking about it for centuries to come. Well, if you do decide to do that, I will be there front row. Uh, absolutely. I'll be there Thank throwing... You, throwing throwing shade or comments at you like you do on Gogglebox. I will hold you to that and I will throw that shade right back. But it will be enjoyable for both of us. Absolutely. We would both have fun just like I've had fun uh, chatting to you today. So... (laughs) Perfect segue. Woo! Oh, Got that what one a away. Segue. Got that oh. one away. Oh, love it. This is why. Look, they they call me a professional after a couple of episodes. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> no. So thank you so much for coming on, uh, Evie. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, like I said, we haven't worked together much, but I absolutely adore you and the st- all of the stuff that you do. Uh, I absolutely appreciate it so much for coming on board. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. No, that's all right. And I do have to get uh, a slab of drinks to you. yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, you've got my solo. I do have your solo, carton of solo or slab of solo. I chose that so I can slam it down fast. You know that, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And you also... Slow on the fizz. You didn't know. Uh, you didn't know what a slab was. You, you Let's did. Let's not tell anyone that. Let's you... not tell anyone that. That's oh. not interesting. <laughs> you, you she me. thought she was book smart. Yeah. That's oh no, it. that would be straight smart. That would be straight smart. That wouldn't would it? be straight smart. Which you and don't. That's why, yeah. yeah, you've decided not to have that one. So no, you, when you text me, you're like, you can make fun of me. I'm like. I'll hold you to that. Look out. Uh, that I will get you that slab yes. of solo. And Wonderful. Again, thank you so much. It was so much fun. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. To catch up on any or all of the Best Mates with Blake episodes, just search Best Mates with Blake wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, to follow along with highlights of the chats, including some clues as to who I might have on the next episodes, follow Best Mates with Blake on Instagram. Cheers.